0: It's time for another Holiday Hot Mess episode of Keeping the Yule Tag Gay with Gayson. So get ready to go round and round the Christmas tree as we dance our way out of the Christmas closet. Welcome to another episode of Keeping the Yule Gay with Jason, or as my friends call me, just Jason. Happy June and Happy Pride Month, my holidays. We've got another fun-filled episode for you today. We have our first ever Holiday Book Review. Mrs. Claus has a sugary-sweet salad for you. Carol's here to continue talking about how to plan the perfect party. Ned has a very naughty surprise gift. And we will see if Jingle Bells is a classic or not so classic Christmas special. And just as a little reminder, our show is not for younger listeners. Trust me, we are going to use some language and sometimes discuss adult themes that could definitely land us on the naughty list. So be warned. Well, let's get on with the show and start things off with our festive fun happy Pride Month! Since this is keeping Yuletide gay, I can't let Pride Month go by without talking about Christmas and Pride, because they are my two absolute favorite things. And I kept thinking, like, what can I do for a festive fun fact that combines pride and uh, Coralismus. And so I kept thinking, okay, there's got to be something that can relate to the two. And I remembered that there is a book that I have been uh, really excited to talk about on the show and trying to figure out a time that I could actually do a book review that would make sense. And I think this is the perfect opportunity to do so. uh, Because the book I want to talk to you about today is a fantastic children's book called... Santa's Husband. And it's uh, written by Daniel Kibblesmith and illustrated by Ashley Kwok. And Daniel Kibblesmith is an Emmy nominated writer who's worked on shows like The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, uh, The Onion News Network, Funny or Die. He's written for DC Comics. It's pretty amazing. And Ashley is an illustrator uh, who actually started to draw comics to amuse her students when she was an art teacher. And since then she's drawn hundreds of comics as well as the internet hit Boys Night and the wordless spooky story, "Weirdy," So why do I love this book? Well, first off, I want to let you know it is designed as a children's book, um, but it can be read by anyone. Um, it is suggested for the, for the four to eight-year-old crowd, uh, but it's a beautiful uh, illustrated book, number one but it is called Santa's Husband. And it's about Santa who's black and his husband who is white. So there's a lot of intersectionality going on in here too, which I love. I'm not going to read you the book because that would take the joy out of you experiencing it like I got to. I I will say that I was uh, wonderfully gifted the opportunity to meet the author uh, a few years ago when I read the book for a a special LGBTQ holiday event um, that I was hosting. And um, the book just brought tears to my eyes because it's absolutely beautiful. First of all, I can't talk about uh, the illustrations enough and if you would like to see some previews of the illustrations you can definitely get the book on Amazon uh, just type in Santa's husband and you can see the beautiful artwork that Ashley's done and the cute little fun story um, it is a very short book I think it's about uh, it's like 30 some odd pages um, with just like a you know a picture per page and a little sentence or maybe a two sentences but it's super cute and it talks about Santa and his husband Mr. Claus and really what does Mr. Claus do when Santa is running the workshop and it talks about how mr. Claus helps out by you know checking the naughty and nice list is and feeding the reindeer and I don't know I thought it was super funny uh, Santa's husband also helps negotiate labor disputes with the elves in the workshop so you know Santa's husband's got a lot going on one thing that I really love about the book is that it definitely t- gives us an idea and talks to kids about how they're different um ideas of santa and what santa looks like and who santa is um you know in it's it's kind of wonderful in that idea that it's giving us this chance to kind of explore the idea of of Santa through other cultures, too. It does show pictures of Santa and his husband uh, hanging out, having a good time, what they do normally when they're relaxing, whether it's gardening or going to the beach or whatever. Um, it talks about how they have been together for a very long time, but it wasn't official. And then it has a beautiful two-page spread of their wedding, and there are lots of little cameos In the wedding picture, you can see lots of famous uh, holiday icons, uh, especially from Christmas areas, as well as a couple of celebrities. I don't want to give anybody away, but I will tell you that Rudolph is there looking super snazzy. Um, That's all I'm going to say. But you should definitely um, see who's doing the wedding. For those of you that love Christmas music, uh, you'll pick it up real quick. It's super cute. It also talks about how, you know, sometimes people in relationships uh, have – you know, disagreements and how they make up. And the book does take a serious tone real quick, talking about, um, how some people, uh, don't believe that, um, Santa could be anything other than a white man, uh, married to a white woman, um, which is interesting that it does go into that, but then it also goes into the fact that, you know, people have thought about Santa Claus hundreds of different ways over the years. And that's true. Regardless if you're listening here in the United States, or if you're in another country, maybe Santa Claus, isn't your holiday icon. Maybe it's La Fana or uh, father Christmas or whoever. I mean, we all have these different ideas. And so it is a really beautiful idea of that. Santa's comes in, you know, Santa's come in all shapes, sizes, and colors. And, um, that there isn't just one true Santa, it's the Santa that's in our heart. And uh, it does show pictures of different styles of families, which is wonderful. And uh, the very last page of the book, spoiler alert, does tell you what Santa's husband's last, uh, what Santa's husband's first name is. I'm not going to give that away because I think you should go out and get the book, but um, you know, you can always go to your local library and see if they have it there to borrow. And if not, like I said, head on over to Amazon or wherever you purchase books and you should definitely get Santa's husband. Again, it's a hardback book. It's absolutely beautiful. And um, my gosh, it just really does help us understand you know, the joy of Santa Claus and other holiday icons. So uh, I know this is a very short, festive, fun fact, but it is definitely not our last book review. I would love to hear if there is a book that you would like us to talk about. I am all about The reading. So, uh, please let me know and I will definitely get it on the show and it can not just, it doesn't have to just be a children's book. It can be an adult, uh, LGBTQ plus book. That's absolutely fine too. Um, I'd like it to be Christmas related, but definitely, uh, let us know. And if you end up purchasing Santa's husband and you like it or you don't like it, uh, definitely give us a
1: shout out. Send us an email at keeping the Yuletide gay. at gmail.com Get out your glue gun and your
0: Christmas ornaments. It's time for our favorite crafting Christmas drag queen from up north who always makes sure to put the mess in Christmas. It's time for Christmas Carol. OMG,
2: it's me, Christmas Carol,
0: your messy Christmas queen, don't ya know?
2: <laughs>
0: and happy Pride Month to all of my friends out there in the LGBTQ plus community. You know, listen, I am so excited that it's finally Pride season and people are out there getting vaccinated and being able to go to Pride parties. Uh, you know, we didn't get to do it last year and that's a little rough on our community, but that's okay. We're super pumped about it. I have some friends that are actually hosting, uh, you know, events. They're having their drag shows in the bars again, they're leading parades and, it's just wonderful. I'm really glad that, you know, we're starting to get back to, to life in the normalness, you know. I'm going to look at maybe booking a few gigs myself. You never know what Christmas carol will show up, y'all. Listen, you will never know, okay? Um, it's also, you know, June is also Father's Day uh, being celebrated, so happy Father's Day to all the, the fathers out there supporting your LGBTQ kids and their friends. Um, you know, I hope you got to spend time with your father's. Or those of you that, you know, you've chosen other father figures in your lives that you got to spend time with then. Um, and then, you know, there are some of you out there that have got some daddies. And you know what I'm talking about. And I'm not talking about the familial kind of way. All right. Not going to mention any names, Ethan. But, uh, you know, happy Father's Day. So, uh, you know, I wanted to send out a huge shout out to listener Ashley for sending us her drink menu for her Britney breakup party. And I was like, what? what is the Britney break up party? And then I realized she forgot the S, Britney's breakup up party. And I was like, okay. So I started reading the email. Listen, I'm not going to spill all the details about what this was going on. But Britney is her best friend, okay? And Britney's boyfriend stepped out. Multiple times, and Britney didn't know about it. She just found out, and that's okay, girls. Sometimes we just don't know. Sometimes they're a little too slick for us. That's all right. You got it. You know what you do? Just pick yourself back up and get back out there. And that's exactly what Britney decided to do because, quote, is a strong, independent woman. And she was like, nah, bitch, I'm better off alone. And so she broke up with him, and they got the girls together, and they decided to have a little celebration for Britney's breakout party. So uh, apparently what they did is they all brought over their favorite food and they listened to old school Britney Spears albums, which is the greatest thing in the entire world because, you know, Queen Brit Brit is life. And uh, apparently Britney loves Britney. So that's even more perfect in every world. So what Ashley did is she created a bunch of cocktails based on Britney Spears song titles like, oops, I did it again with more tequila. Which was, I mean, honestly, listen. Ashley. I mean, I love the name, but you know, all it was was a double tequila shot. That's that's wonderful. What? That's so easy, right? It's just a double tequila shot. Oops, I did it again with more tequila. That's so funny. They did a totally toxic, which was just a bunch of different alcohol and fruit juices mixed together in a in a small trash can, and then they they ladled them out, which is hysterical. Not gonna lie. Uh, the hit me, baby, a one more lime because Brittany loves lime Malibu-flavored drinks. And uh, my personal favorite is the Lucky One, which is made from Malibu and Midori and a couple other things. You know, that's super creative because all they had to do was take and make a little pun on the cocktails and use regular drink recipes. And y'all can do that too, you really can. That's all you gotta does, honestly. You know, we have been working on our party planning for the last four episodes. Answering our six what you gonna does questions, and I can't believe it, but we're down to our last jewel. You know, just as a recap, what are my six what you gonna does questions to a super successful party? Well, number one, you got to decide what you're gonna have a party for. Then what you're gonna pick for a theme. What you gonna eat? Last time we talked about what you gonna drink. Tonight, we're going to talk about what you're going to does during the party for entertainment. And then on our next episode, we'll wrap it all up with what you're going to do to let people know you're having a party. So what you're going to does for entertainment. Now, I'm sure you're going to say to me, Carol, listen, girl, not every party has to have entertainment. But that's where you're wrong, because every party does have entertainment. You know, that entertainment could simply just be the company that you keep or playing some music or listening to the radio or having the TV on or watching a movie with some cocktails. You know, when you start to think about this, you got to think about our first question. What are you going to have a party for? What are you doing it for? What's your theme? And that's where you start to create your entertainment based right there. Yeah. If you want to have a movie night with the girls, well, then your entertainment is basically what movies are you going to play? Or, you know, maybe you want to throw some silly games in there, too. Who knows? You know, maybe your party is about a, a board game night. Well, what kind of games are you going to play? And is it just going to be board games? You're going to have, maybe you're going to have little games hidden around, the, around your house. You know, maybe maybe you put some Scrabble tiles in the bathroom. Who knows? I don't know. You just get a little crazy. You know, you just got to think about what you want to do based on what your party's going to be. If it's going to be something small, then don't go crazy, you know. But if you're going to do like a big professional gig, well, then yeah, you might have to hire a band or some talent. Remember, I've got my friend who's who's having his uh, annual Christmas party, and he's very excited to have it back this year. And I was asking him, I said, "Listen, what what do you do for your entertainment at your Christmas party?" And he he went on for like an hour, and I was like, "Okay, there." Slow it down. I just asked a simple question. I wanted a couple of things to put on a podcast, not the entire uh, party rundown. But you know, he, uh, you know, he has an open bar, and uh, everybody brings their own food, which is great. That way, they can all share food. And then there's just all kinds of activities going on the whole night. There is an ornament decorating station, and then they get to go and decorate the tree with their little hand signed ornament uh, to kind of make it like make sure everybody's on the tree represented. And uh, you know, they bring the ornaments from the previous year so that if people aren't able to make it again, their ornament is still on the tree. And um, they have an Elfie station set up so that you can go take selfies over by the Elfie. They have Christmas music playing in, uh, around the, the venue. Uh, and he, he rents a big space because it's a very large party. But they also have a little mini area set up for um, Christmas movies to watch, like the He-Man and she Christmas special. And then um, they play games. They play uh, the the game um, White Elephant Christmas, which I believe has been talked about on this show, uh, you know, where you give a gift from your house of something you don't want, which is just fabulous, by the way, because you never know what you're going to get. And he's turned that into a contest. Uh, He said that, you know, they give the, the whole party votes on the best gift and the whole party votes on the best wrapped gift. And then each of those people win a prize. And he usually just does like a bucket of alcohol or something. Uh, which is super cute, but people don't really care about the liquor. They just want the bragging rights, apparently, which is just insane. They do ugly sweater contests. He does costume changes, you know. Um, he plays a game uh, with where everyone gets a present, and they pass it right or left. Um, it's just a whole lot of fun. He even said that he created a Christmas scavenger hunt that people can participate in through all through the night, uh, and if you find one of the items on the scavenger hunt list, uh, bring it to him and he gives you a scratch off ticket. I mean, my God, you could, you might, you might win like $500 that way. What a great gift. I just, you know, I, we don't live nearby each other, but um mama's thinking about purchasing a plane ticket and coming on down. Are you kidding me? Just, I mean, if I could win enough money to pay for my flight back, that's the win right there. So there's a lot going on and that's what it's, it's designed for. When you start to think about your entertainment and what you want to do Honestly, you just have to sit down and go, do I want to go crazy or do I want to keep it light and simple? It's okay. If you're playing in a baby shower to a birthday to, you know, whatever, it's totally fine. Your entertainment is going to be based on what you want to do. And that is perfect. I cannot wait to hear your birth your your entertainment ideas for your birthday parties or for your regular parties or whatever you got going on. So I really want you to email them to me at uh, keep a gay at gmail.com. You know, because, um, listen, um, I am not ashamed to admit I will steal somebody's idea, make it my own, and then say I came up with it all of my own. Um, but, you know, you can go out online and do that, too. Just go out online and use that Google and see what you can kind of find, Okay. And uh, you know, just 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 have fun with it, and that's the whole point of the party is to celebrate and have fun. You don't want to don't want to create an event that's gonna make you be angry or upset or take you away from your guests for a long time. So, but like I mentioned earlier, next episode we're gonna wrap this up. We're gonna talk about our final step in making a perfect party. So I'm very excited about it. And, uh, you know, I gotta go. So, uh, until next time, keep crafting, y'all, and happy Pride! Well, the sounds of sherry being poured lets us know it's time to head back to the Christmas kitchen for Mrs. Claus's tasty treats for your holiday fun times. Cheers! Hello, dear listeners. I'm so excited you are back in my kitchen with me once again. You know, it's only six months away from Christmas Eve. Yes. (laughs) You know, we had a very lovely vacation, Santa and I did. We rested and relaxed and I've got lots of pictures and all the fun things I did. You know, I did try the windsurfing, but I wasn't good at it. So we're not going to talk about that. But listen. We also got to do a little bit of traveling around the world and saw some friends that we haven't seen in a very long time. And, you know, they introduced me, me, Mrs. Close, to a brand new dessert, which I've never had before. And Santa loved it so much that uh, he said, you know what, go, uh, Mary Elizabeth, you better get that recipe. And I thought, oh, okay. Well, so I got the recipe and it's perfect for the summer. You know, for a bit of barbecue or maybe a little put look. But uh, you can also do it at Christmas too. You can add some food coloring to it and give it a little bit of flair. <laughs> anyway, you know, I decided I'm going to be sipping on some sherry today because this is a very quick recipe and, you know, I like my sherry. So, uh Today's tasty treat is called Snickers salad. Yes, Snickers salad. <laughs> so here's what you're going to need because this salad... I don't know. I mean, I guess it's a salad. I don't really know. It's a a dessert salad. But um, here's what your ingredients are today, okay? You're going to need one package of instant vanilla pudding, one cup of milk, one container of Cool Whip, and listen, you want the eight ounce. Don't get the big one. Unless you're making a big batch and then you could do a big cup too. That's fine. Uh, Five apples chopped, uh, five full-size Snickers bars chopped, a half a cup of grapes cut in half, and a half a cup of sliced
1: strawberries.
0: Yes, we're making Snickers salad everybody. You have to have a Snickers with your Snickers salad. Now our kitchen tools are going to be our cutting board, a knife, a large mixing bowl, measuring cups, and you know a mixing spoon or a spatula. Now you should know step one already, but just in case you've forgotten, have to toast with our sherry or whatever beverage you want. Listen, I know some of you wrote in and said, Mrs. Claus, we don't like sherry as much as you. And that's all right. So we're going to toast with our sherry. I'm going to go and get mine in my class.
1: All the way.
0: We don't stop till it's at the top. Almost. Oh, I've got some on the microphone. Mm, okay. Oh, so wonderful. You okay no you. let us toast to our success but here's the thing we're going to toast to the people I love the best happy pride month everybody I hope you're out spotting your rainbow flags and your trans
1: flags
0: and all of your identifiers because pride month is about you and you should be very proud of who you are yes you should be very proud of who you are because Santa and I love you all and I'm very excited all right here we go clinky clinky Oh, that's so good. It, it, I don't know what it is, but it's really hitch your lips. It's like you're taking off to a whole new world. All right. Now, let's get back to work. All right. So we've got to cut up our apples. And I will tell you right now, a certain little elf is on their senior trip. Whatever. It's fine. Because you know what? I will get this done myself. I'm going to cut up my apples. And you want to cut them? Honestly, into uh, small pieces, you want bat-sized pieces, make sure you core them, and that you uh, get out the seeds, because nobody wants a salad with a seed in it, like this. Alright, so you've got to make sure that you put out all of the bits and bobs from the middle of the apples, get those taken care of so we don't have to worry about them anymore. And again, now, you're probably saying, well, all right, Mary Elizabeth, what kind of apples should we have? Well, I do a mixture, all right? I've got some Granny Smith apples that I'm cooking up and uh, some uh, Red Delicious. Don't worry about getting fancy. But if there's other apples you want to use, it's fine. You'll make this recipe just the way that you want. And so we're quickly chopping up our apples here. I'm almost done with my bite-sized apple bits. So that, that, that little crunch and things, and be careful, you know, if the little ones you don't want them to, uh, if they're wanting to help, don't let them cut the apples, that and do something else. You're know, fine, they'll enjoy life. So, you know, like I said, we were going mean surfing and I went ziplining. Santa spent most of the day lying on the beach working on his time, which is great because you know he's pretty pasty. We all are. I mean, we work at the North Pole for good sake. All right. I'm a fast chopper. But I've got all my apples chopped up. They're in my mixing bowl. And now I'm going to move on to uh, my next bit, which is the uh, grapes. And that's going to take us no time at all, is it? Because all you're doing, and, and again, you can use whatever kind of grapes you want. Um, I'm using the green grapes, or you call them white grapes, whatever. Right? they're just delicious to me. And um, it's also, uh, they're also uh, Santa's favorite grapes too. So you know, he likes them in the salad,
3: which is great.
0: So we're simply just going to cut them up. And it won't take any time at all to do this part because you're simply just cutting them in half and you're filling up half a cup. All right, so it's, I'm almost done already and I've only done a few grapes because I get a batch of really big grapes, which is fantastic. I've got my grapes in. i going to give them all a bit of a swirl around there. Oops, I see a seed. I saw a seed. We could not have any seeds in our, in, our, in our precious uh, salad. Oh, the next thing we're going to do is slice up some strawberries. And you know, you can make them as, as thin slices as you want to. There's no, there's no real rule about it, but you just want to have... Uh, a half a cup of strawberries, sliced, which really is only a few berries. But here's the thing with this: you can easily make this for a larger group of people, and most people do. You probably want to double or even triple the recipe so that you uh, you have enough uh, for everyone. Because listen, once they get their first bite of it, everyone's going to go back for fifths and sixth and tenth and all of those things. So um, you know, just You might want to go ahead and and make a a large amount of it i also tried something i never had before while i was on vacation uh you know we went to visit our friends they had a strawberry pretzel salad and i love a good pretzel we've talked about it on the show i love a good pretzel so um, i did get to have that and that was very interesting it was sweet and crunchy and you know just the right amount of everything have any of you ever had
1: that i don't know
0: I'm talking about maybe bringing it up here to the pool and seeing if any of the elves would like it. Because you never know, they might. All right, so I've got my strawberries. I've got my fruit. Uh, The next thing I've got to do is cut up my candy bars. So again, you know, if you don't have an elf helping, it's okay. You're just going to simply cut it up very quickly. I just like to line up the bars uh, right next to each other. Because then I can just do a quick slice all the way down and chippy, chippy, choppy, chop. And uh, make it work. Now, you need um, five uh, Snickers bars because that is the main taste in the salad. It's uh, the Snickers and the apples. And then, um, you know, the grapes and the strawberries are added in for a little extra kick. So I've got my Snickers. You don't have to do the king size because it's a bit big. You want to use a regular size Snickers bar. Um, if you want, you've got the time, you can definitely use the bite-size bars. You know, but I would honestly say this. Listen. You still want to cut those up into small pieces because, uh, you know, you know not choking. And they are going to inhale this sneaker salad, so, you know, we don't want them to choke. Eric, right, hang on, cut through um, these pieces of sneakers. Ooh, you know, a good idea <laughs> might be to let them sit out a bit. Get to, you don't know want them melted by any means, but it's easier to cook when they're not frozen for, or, or you know, so you might want to try to uh, keep them out and, or warm them. You might even throw them in the, throw them on a boiler for a good three seconds or something, just to loosen, loosen, loosen up their chocolatey goodness. So now that we have got all of our fruit cooked, Next thing we're going to do, we've got our fruit cut, and we've got our sneakers cut. The next thing we're going to do is we're going to take our pudding mix. Now, you, again, if you're just making this small 10 serving batch, you want the small box of pudding mix. Make sure, for God's sake, you don't get the cooking serve. Oh, God, it'll be awful. Whew! I don't know about you, but I think it's time for a sherry break. Mm. You know, I deserve that. Those Snickers were hard to cut. So I've got my pudding mix out. And again, We want to do the little the little box unless you're going to like double and triple the recipe. And that's fine too. I love the smell of vanilla. Oh, it's so good. It's so wonderful. Mm. It just smells like bacon. I don't know why. Not bacon meat. Bacon as in cooking. <laughs> All right. Next we've got, we've got our pudding mix in a separate bowl. And we've got our we're going to pour our milk, and all we want is one cup of cold milk. Got our cup of milk
1: there. Sit that
0: down. We pour the milk over the pudding. Now it's like you're making pudding, but you're not making pudding, okay? That's the best part to remember is that you don't have to Mm -hmm. um Chill the pudding. You don't. You're actually just going to make sure that the pudding mix is mixed firmly with the milk. Um, you know, break up any powder, any clumps. But again, we're not we're not actually making pudding, so you don't have to put it in the fridge to separate it. We just want the pudding mixed with the milk, and then here's the interesting part. Once you've done the, that. You take your uh, original whipped topping, your cool whip, your cool whip, and you don't want it frozen for the love, okay? You want it to be soft and pliable because you're going to take it out and you're going to put it with your pudding and milk mixture, the whole tub, the whole tub, I know this is it's a lot of sugar, you're saying, Mrs. Crows. This is a lot of sugar. That's all right. Now, we're not going to mix this together. Instead, we're going to fold it around each other. We want to mix by folding. Yes, mix by folding. So again, we don't have to worry about letting the pudding sit. All right, you don't have to refrigerate it. You're simply just folding the pudding together. So you're mixing that pudding with the cool whip and you're going to make a delightfully wonderful treat I promise you you can hear it getting mixed together and giving it a nice golden color now I've talked about that you could probably do this at Christmas right well you can you could throw in maybe a little green food coloring and make it a little Christmassy color because you've already got you know maybe you just use red apples and red grapes you know Alright, so we've got that, it's time for another sherry break, because I deserve it, and you deserve it
1: too, dear listeners, so take another sip. Mm -hmm. Okay, now we're going to add
0: our apples, and our grapes, and our strawberries, into the bowl of pudding and whip mixture. Mix that all up, and then the next thing we're going to do, is we're also going to add our Snickers pieces you know hopefully they're back-sized. Hopefully you add those and then we're going to give it just a quick mix through to mix everything all up and get it all to look like this and that's really it when it comes to this recipe. Now the one thing that you still have left to do is um you want to go ahead and if you want this to fatten up a bit uh you can um put it back in the refrigerator until you're ready to serve it so that's what we're going to do we're going to take a break i'm gonna let it sit for about 30 minutes and top it up and then um we'll be right back and we can talk and you know while i'm doing that i'm gonna have a sherry break you have a sherry break will everybody have a sherry break we'll be right
1: back
3: And we're back, dear listeners, I'm so happy you came back. Listen,
0: I've got it out of the refrigerator and it's firmed up real nice. And you just you know you spoon a little bit out, you don't know if you're going to get apple or grape or strawberries or sneakers or a combination of it, but Let me, I'm just going to taste it because that's what I do. So hang on a second. Get a good base here. Mmm. Oh my God. Oh my. Mm. You know, we don't want to get boastful, but my God, that is delicious. I'm really proud of myself. Mm -hmm. All right. So we've made our Snickers salad. And that's a recipe. Like I said, it's very easy to do. Dear listeners, it's so simple. It's, no, it's not a lot of work at all. And you can make as much of it as you need. Just keep it covered. Let it firm up a bit. And, um, you know. Oh, dear. I'm, I'm sorry. I had a couple glasses of sherry during the waiting period. you yeah, right, dear listeners. Until next time, happy, sweet tasting. Happy Pride! Welcome back for another classic or not so classic Christmas special review with one of my holiday guesty bestie co-hosts. Please welcome my friend Tao. Hi Tao.
2: Hello, hello.
0: Welcome to the Christmas show thank you you're a pretty famous voice on the Gabbing with gayson show so it's nice to have you over here on holiday land
2: <laughs> i'm happy to be here happy to celebrate christmas in june <laughs>
0: it's pride month and we're celebrating christmas it's a great time
2: it's perfect a very colorful you know, holiday
0: you know there's another holiday this month besides father's day
2: my birthday Oh, yeah, that
0: too. (laughs) Happy birthday. Thanks. (laughs) What's the other
2: holiday? Juneteenth?
0: Uh, Juneteenth is one, yes. There's another one that no one else really talks about except for Christmas people.
2: Sorry, go ahead.
0: Oh, it's called Leon Day. June 25th is Leon Day. Hmm. And Leon is Noel spelled backwards. And we celebrate that we are halfway to Christmas this month. Huh. Yeah. Who knew, right?
2: You know what? I mean, you could also have been like, this is no day because it's half of Noel." (laughs) Sorry, that was a horrible, horrible joke, and I should go back into my dad joke closet.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to let it go, and I'm not editing it out. It's staying in. (laughs) Tao, man, did you pick a winner. Ooh! Yes. So... If you're just listening and this is your first episode, I like to give my friends three holiday special titles that I have found on the interwebs. Mm
3: -hmm. I don't
0: watch them. I don't know what they're about, but I give you three choices. And Tao chose Jingle Bells as the show.
1: I mean, I thought... (laughs)
0: No, please. Please, please explain why you chose this.
2: Well, one was a um somebody's for christmas i was like is this just an advertisement for a toy um probably and then uh, what was the other one something like oh about a christmas tree and i was like i don't want to watch a show about a christmas tree so i was like digo bells has it's very plain but it has potential it squandered that potential but it had it <laughs>
0: Oh, did it squander that potential. Um, <laughs> yes. So apparently there's like this wave of Christmas cartoons that started coming out about Christmas songs because I've seen some other choices for like White oh. Christmas and Silent Night. So I don't know. I don't know if they're all in the same group or what, but I've noticed there was a trend at one point. I so this, think
2: that they, like, they ran out of ideas for Jingle bells. I mean, I mean, there's so many things you could do. It's literally just a bell. And <laughs> I chose to attach it to the show.
0: <laughs> so, okay, let's talk about this. So, Jingle Bells was a direct to VHS movie that came out in 1992 from Bevanfield Films.
2: I'm surprised it wasted tape. I mean, you know.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, it was from Bevanfield Films in collaboration with Castle Communications. Uh, and they are located in the United Kingdom, um, and it's based on the original song from James Lord Pierpont, uh, published under "One Horse Open Sleigh," and he published that song back in the autumn of eighteen fifty-seven. Tao.
2: 1857. I guess there there were open sleighs, yeah, and the the. Sh- movie a show would you call it a show yeah they yeah, yeah they were oh, special yeah. I and mean, that was mm-hmm. that was kind of the whole
0: purpose of it yeah
2: and yeah. there was one horse <laughs> I, I can't with you so
0: <laughs> Tao chose this and normally i talk about the voice acting but i'm gonna save that do
2: you, because you I sure?
0: have, <laughs> yeah i have lots to say about it when we get into the show
2: okay okay what do you want to start with first Yeah, well, we're just, um,
0: so also, I typically try to talk about the credited cast, like who's in the credits, and have they been in any other shows? I hope not. Well, Tao, I don't know if you know, if you made it all the way through the credits or not, but they never credited the cast. What? There's no credits for the cast. I went to IMDb, I searched Amazon, I searched all these places, and the only thing I could find is a narrator, and I was like, there wasn't a narrator to this show. At all, unless it was the, the you know the person singing the song, there was no narrator. There's literally no list of these people. And here's what I think, Tao. Here's what I think. I think they wanted to hide the fact that they were a part of this, this this movie. I think <laughs> they were embarrassed. It was on their resumes. Yeah, and I just feel like that. That's all I can think of. But yeah, there's nothing. I've never seen a show that did not at least say like you know even if it's. Uh, when, when Guesty Bestie Jesse was on and we talked about his, I mean, we figured it out that some of the people that were involved were clearly family members, but my God, they still got a mention in the credits, but not this. No.
2: I think maybe they recorded random conversations and just <laughs> edited them into the show because the pacing was so bad. You know, when they make like messages like... um. They they cut out all the, the letters for ransom letters out of magazines. <laughs> they did that with voices for this Christmas special. You know what?
0: I didn't think about that. Maybe you're right. This was literally the worst thing I've ever... I... The animation... Okay, let's start off. The animation isn't bad. It's kind of... What? Subpar.
2: What? I am I mean, so just, sorry for animation you've watched. No, because I looked it up. What year was this made? 1992? Nin- yeah. Okay. I looked it up because I was like, there is no excuse. I want to tell you what was also made around that okay. time. 1990. And I just looked up Disney one specifically. The Rescuers Down Under. Okay. okay. Well, that's Disney money. 1990. Okay. okay. And that's a couple years beforehand, DuckTales. Beauty okay. and the Beast okay. was made before this uh, special. But again, that's, you're talking Disney money. I know that it's Disney money, but the scenes is, were mostly... This
0: Communications money, and I don't think they had it.
2: I'm just saying, if I just... like You know on a PowerPoint, you can switch back and forth with the arrows yeah. on slides. I could have just taken two pictures and gave given the same effect if I just went back and forth with the arrows <laughs> over and over. I could have literally just think- made this on slideshow. <laughs> Do you
0: think that this was somebody's first attempt at making a cartoon? Mm, maybe. I don't know. I, I, I'm just effort, asking. Effort so was
2: made. Was it? I mean... They use nice landscape art. <laughs> 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 like, like there's one picture of a church that they zoom in and out of.
0: Multiple and, times for no reason.
2: Yeah, in the neighborhood, like a row of houses that they use. Yes. And yeah. then, did you notice um, there's a rock and the rock moved. It had the <laughs> shake effect on it before it was hit. <laughs> Like, yes. Do you give a synopsis of what the show is?
0: Yes. We're going to do that now. Let's, okay. We're going to go through the whole show. Okay. All right. So we start off with the only song that we hear the entire show, which is Jingle Bells.
2: And really long focus on the title yeah. screens. Two title yeah. screens, long for each one.
0: It was unnecessary. But again, I feel like. I think too, if you take out the, how long it took for the the opening credits and the end credits and the weird, um, there's a part where the mice just run across the screen repeatedly for like 30 seconds for no reason. Mm -hmm. Uh, I think if you take all of that out, you don't even get a, maybe, maybe you get like a 16 minute, 17 minute film because this one is only what, 20, 21 minutes, I think long. Like it's very, very short. Um, it doesn't seem like it when you're watching it because I paused it thinking I was at least halfway through and I was only in the first five
2: minutes. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, even um, the, the speaking parts are just like so excruciating. Like they were trying to pad the time. Like yeah. they didn't know what else to do with with all the film or like all the music, I guess, the reiterations of Jingle Bells. Or maybe yeah, they I, were like contract contracted for like twenty minutes.
0: <laughs> probably because the other the only thing I can think is maybe this must have maybe this came out like on a like a, a set where like you got like two or three stories mm. and then it would make sense at have how short it was. But I guess they were trying to get the full dollar value of like, oh well it's a half an hour special,
1: mm. twenty
0: dollars, fifteen dollars, whatever mm. it was back then. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Um, so yeah, so we hear the entire We hear the one song throughout the whole show uh, It's Jingle Bells And it's, um, I wrote Be the nice. songs by We think the people who are In the One Horse Open
2: sleigh
4: Jingle Bells on ring Making spirits bright What fun it is to ride and sing A sleighing song tonight Oh Jingle Bells, Jingle Bells
0: So we see this one horse open sleigh and they're singing the song in a one horse open sleigh and driving the sleigh is Tom. Mm-hmm. Who's our star, I guess. And Tom. Tal, do you remember those uh, blow up inflatable clown things that you would punch and it would come back up at you yes. and wobble its way back up? Yes, he is. That's shaped what like, Tom looked like. He
2: is shaped like that. Actually multiple of the characters yeah. were shaped like that. Like just of different heights. Yeah.
0: <laughs> And and so they go through the lyrics of the song, not necessarily in order, but they go through the lyrics of the song, and they sing a part where it's like, you know, they're singing Dashing Through the Snow in a One Horse Open sleigh, laughing all the way, bells on a bobtail, blah, 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 right? And then they sing a part that says, um, a day or two ago I thought I'd take a ride, and soon Miss Fanny Bright was seated by my side. Fanny Bright is a character in this, which is interesting. Um, but I guess, you know, when you don't have uh, talent to write a story, you steal from the music. Yeah,
2: I mean, she's the and trophy is, of the, the show, really. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How,
0: first of all,
2: there there isn't, I don't remember there being any other trophy. Oh, there was a wreath. Otherwise, there was a wreath and a sleigh at the end. There oh, yeah, there was a sleigh. There's but a sleigh. really, the trophy
0: was fancy. Like, it was yeah, like, Fanny, first of all, Fanny is not pretty. All right, she's kind of petty. First, of- well, and yeah. when you first see Pant- uh, when you first see Fanny, she's pissed off.
2: Like- well, I mean, she says she looks sick for part of it, and she's like, "You're going kind of fast." She's going kind <laughs> of fast, and he's just like, uh-huh, "I'm gonna keep going, even though you're clearly uncomfortable." <laughs> And
0: then, so it's him and Fanny up front. And then I thought there was only three people in the back, but apparently there are four. Wow. Because we see that there are four. And those are the people that are singing. And then, oh God, nothing irritates me more. <laughs> there were two mice in people clothes riding along. Wait,
2: mice and people clothes irritate you? It irritates me when it doesn't make sense for the story. Like, the mice had all the lines
0: though. <laughs> i know it made no sense like i first didn't know if all the animals could talk Um, and then i was like do the do the people know the animals could talk but i guess the people do because the horses have conversations with their owners
2: i I don't don't know know if the horses can tell like they can tell the horses because i feel like well the horses talked they do but to each other and then there was yeah, point no, no, at the end, <laughs> the
0: bad guy's horse talked to him.
2: <laughs> that, that horse was like, I'm so ashamed. How am I gonna tell my family about this
0: <laughs> Oh my god. So that's why I in the news because I don't understand. Are you can they hear the mice? Can they hear the horse? Because if they can't, then don't put them in the same scene talking. It doesn't make any sense. Well um no, I don't like it. I don't like it.
2: I like like the in mice. Cinderella,
0: we knew that you know, like in Cinderella, the mice talked. I don't remember if she knew what they said or not. Yeah, no, she, she didn't. She... They just nodded. She
2: know what they said a little bit. Yeah, well, okay. did she? I don't know. No, I don't We're remember. Clearly not, she, not she, doing she that. De- she bro. definitely, they definitely like nodded at her and like they they yeah, communicated, but not with words. Oh, the other
0: thing that I wrote down, too, mm-hmm. is we're watching the horse run or gallop,
2: you know, and dog? the
0: animators were so horrible at their job, it looked like a dog. Yes.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: So I nicknamed the horse Horse Dog the rest of the show. I just want you to know in my notes, Horse Dog is the name, because
2: I don't, it has
0: a name. I don't care what it was. but
2: I don't remember what the name was either, but I felt sorry for the horse.
0: Me too, right?
2: Especially because it can talk. Especially since <laughs> it was owned by Tom.
0: <laughs> yeah, anything owned by Tom should feel bad. Yeah, we should definitely feel. Um, okay, so the rock that you were talking about, the like sleigh a hits a rock. Uh-huh. Yep. Hits yep. and and I wrote, everyone almost dies.
2: <laughs> yes, the guy, <laughs> All the people were on top of each other,
0: like upside down in the snow. Yes, and like tom looked dead they literally drew him like he was dead
2: <laughs> the one guy um uh there was one dude i remember i think right uh, besides tom there were two dudes There's there short
0: guy and a skinny guy that were in the back of the sled
2: well the short guy literally had the horse on top of him and he's oh, yeah, like right. a bit roughed up tom it's it's no problem though <laughs> I have I have a three hundred pound animal
0: sitting on my rib cage, but I'm okay. Three
2: hundred pounds. Horses weigh more than that.
0: I don't know. Listen, I don't know if we've ever talked about this. I have a fear of horses, and um, that is that is not a joke. That's a that's a legit thing. I have a fear of horses. But
2: that's like I I let me see average. Weight of course. Are,
0: are you googling how much a horse weighs? Yes, I
2: am. I need to know because that man said it was no problem. He, he should
0: have died. He, he should, should have, have died.
2: died. Yeah, or at least been like some type of broken something. Average <laughs> weight of horse. Um, eight hundred three pounds. Two. He would have been dead. Two thousand two hundred pounds he would have been dead yes yes he's like there's no problem because this horse is like fully on top of him yeah yeah only his head's poking out <laughs> I just
0: I don't get it so then we get the third voice the third voice the third voice verse of the song which is sung by George who is our villain and that third verse goes like I had to look it up too because I was like wait is he singing but he wasn't it was just whoever over a day
4: I went out on the snow, and on my back I fell. A gent was riding by in a one horse open sleigh. He laughed as there I scrawling
0: lie, but quickly drove away. This villain shows up and basically is like, Well, you suck, Tom, <laughs> so I don't. I'm here for Fanny.
2: Yeah. But then, I mean, and he did only he only he not up have helped Fanny. He it was only a one extra. Per- I don't know. I just I'm very biased against Tom. So, <laughs> but the villain I mean, is it's kinda- fine to be biased against
0: Tom. There were like 13 people fitting in Tom's house. <laughs>
2: That's true, you know. What? Right. And he was. I can. You can tell he's gay coded too.
0: Oh, totally. Oh, yes, and the Even horse. Even though he's supposed to be straight, and the horse. Yeah, and the horse. Oh, what a prissy horse he was. Oh my God. That horse knew life was better.
2: That horse pranced. Like, like just. Yeah. Yes. Like, what, what's and, that? Where they do the high knee. But I think it's actually prancing. Like, when a horse prance. It's prancing.
0: And <laughs> did you notice how pretty that horse was compared to Tom's horse? Like, that horse had. That horse had daily showers. Yeah. If not multiple showers. Being brushed by someone. Mm -hmm. And Tom's horse just looked like, you know, it had a rough life.
2: It did. It was
0: just like, well, this is where I'm at. You
2: knew where he came from. He had it hard. I mean, yeah. He did. He did.
0: (laughs) He looked rough. Yes, he did. So, George picks up Fanny. Mm -hmm. And I refer to her as a sleigh whore. Okay. I'm sorry. I get that Tom is not the most attractive. Neither is George.
2: I don't think she's really into either of them. I think she's just taking advantage of the men that are sucking up to her for her beauty. Sly whore. I wouldn't call her a whore. Because if they're going out of their way to treat her that way, she should take advantage of it. Because I, if she wasn't pretty, right. would they help her? No, obviously, by the other 16 people left on the snow. <laughs> yeah.
0: Fine, I will not call her a sleigh whore. I just don't enjoy her character.
2: She doesn't really have character. <laughs> I mean, yeah, at the end, she's like, I misjudged
0: you.
3: I
2: you. Uh,
0: just cussed on my own show.
3: <laughs>
0: just bleep that word out. No, wait. We could keep it in. We'll just put it. in. Yes. Yeah. She's. I was, if I was Tom, I'd be like you. <laughs> you went off with Prissy George and that horse, and you left all of
2: us in the snow. I mean, really? I think she was just trying to get. She knew that the other sleigh had crashed, and she's like, "Oh, you have a sleigh now. I still don't want to walk to fricking town." So, <laughs> okay. <laughs>
0: Were the other people in the sleigh not her friends? Like, there were two other women in the sleigh that she could have been like, come on, Claudette and Frances, get in the sleigh with me.
2: No, I think that the sleigh was filled with a bunch of Karens and she was just taking advantage. (laughs) (laughs) I love how are just, I don't know.
0: I don't like Fanny. I I don't like like her name and I don't like her i don't like anybody i don't i like the whole i like tom's horse I did. That's I I that's
2: the, person, the only one i like as well he tried really hard in the circumstances he was given
0: oh so okay they leave mm-hmm. tom the dog horse the mice <laughs> and the four strangers are all sitting in a snow and they talk about how george is unpleasant that's what they use yes and so you've already started talking about the voices mike everybody talks like a robot
2: i think that what happened was is maybe they made a cartoon first and they just been like this is how i mean besides just stealing voices from people that's like that's one theory my other theory oh. is that they had really newbie bad voice actors that tried to speak whenever the lips like tried to sink it to lips but did a oh. bad job
0: Really bad job. It's a really
2: bad job. Uh,
0: really, really bad job. Mm-hmm. There's no other discussion. It's a very, very bad job. Mm-hmm. Um so okay, we hear another verse of the song as Fanny and George head into town.
4: Mm-hmm. And play, as his speed. Into an open sway and will take the lead. Oh, jingle
1: bells, jingle bells,
0: jingle all the way. And then we enter town and we see s- kids singing again, jingle bells.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and then there's a party going on that George takes Fanny to. Yes. And then Tom and his, I wrote menagerie cause there were so many people and animals. I call them cart full of Karens. Oh, okay. Cart full of Karens. <laughs> Head to town. Now listen, here's the thing. Fanny could have waited cause they all got that sleigh going again. And dog horse was flying, bringing them all back to town. Yes, and then I only I only have one favorite quote out of this entire thing and it was it was the male mouse telling the female mouse Hold tight because you never know what danger lies ahead of you when you travel second class. <laughs> oh, oh
4: oh hold, hold tight dear you, you know, you never know what what danger looks ahead when you travel second class. Oh come
1: oh on
2: oh your h oh know. I thought about that one but I had <laughs> Uh, my, my favorite line comes shortly after, but um, did you notice Ugh. how, like, half of the script was, oh, oh, dear, oh, dear, oh, <laughs> oh. yes,
0: oh. <laughs> oh, have you, oh, <laughs> oh, did you hear about the big sleigh race? <laughs> yes, I did. <laughs> <laughs> You're the worst. I would hate those people. Um, my my life is so so, okay. right there too. Um, oh, does it? Does yes. It, is it when they arrive at the party?
2: Yes, and it's the, and you don't see the character except for his shoes, and he's the one that drops the food that the mice steal. <laughs> 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 and then, um, he goes, <laughs> "I believe Tom and his rickety old sleigh are to blame." I believe they have had another upset.
3: I say, just look at that group over there. (laughs) I believe Tom and his rickety old slayer to blame. They must have had another upset.
2: Another upset. Jason, that means that this has happened multiple times. That man has had a horse on him multiple times
0: (laughs) (gasps) so uh, the next thing that happens is I mentioned it before it's where the mice for some reason run across the screen what seems like an hour for no reason and I'm guessing it's so that we can see them get through the whole building because they end up outside and then we end up at the barn where George's horse is talking down to Tom's horse and then the the mice are like we want to make sure Tom
2: wins so he wins Fanny's heart you gotta feel bad for the horse because he's basically like bedraggled, and he's like bullied <laughs> on his off time.
0: There's no rest for that poor horse. He does. He does look like he's had
2: a rough life. It's for sure. Yes. Yes. Poor horse. So um we I feel find like he deserves know... a better name than Dog Horse. Well, I don't know what his
0: name was. It was like Grabnell or something. It was like dumb. He did <laughs> have a name. But I, don't, I don't
1: know what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it
0: was. Okay. <laughs> Let's call it Grabnell from now on. Okay. So now we're at the day of the big race, and this is what annoys the hell out of me. It's this big race, and everybody's excited about the big race. It's literally Tom against George. If it's a big race, wouldn't there be like like at least three competitors? But no, it's literally Tom versus George.
2: And you know what? Tom probably had like half of the town in his cart. <laughs> <laughs> Go, Tom.
0: Nobody cheered either when they took off. If I remember correctly. It was just kind of like, okay, cool, here goes the race. <laughs> um so <laughs> then we get this announcer guy who I can't tell if it was the town mayor's announcer or whatever, and he tells the boys. No Jocelyn or shortcuts. And then uh he waits like 40 seconds before he shoots the gun. And he constantly turns
2: his head. I did not understand that. Like pacing <laughs> they had to they had to like proofread the, like <laughs> review the show at some point, right? And be like, that's not how A race starts.
0: (laughs) No, I... I I, I feel like Tom wrote this movie. (laughs) (laughs) You're probably probably right. And that's why people like Tom so much. Like, I bet in real life, nobody was in that sleigh with Tom. They're all like, (laughs) no, we are getting in that sleigh.
2: And he just like... He's just that character just like stares lustfully at the girl. (laughs) That's what the other dude... (laughs)
0: he doesn't really have fanny bright in his sleigh it's just a straw doll (laughs) so all right the race starts and
2: tom's in his trash sleigh and um the sleigh's uh, not even that bad it's really just tom being in the sleigh that makes the trash
0: (laughs) okay here's the part that annoyed me a Mm -hmm. lot because you know i don't like the mice here's what i hate okay the mice are in they they're they're in the race too, but they're they're in their own sleigh in Grabnell's mane. Tom, of <laughs> course, is mane. They're sitting in their own damn mouse sleigh in his mane. What yes. the hell? What
2: the hell? I just don't know how th- you can think or like how they can make it that the humans don't see them because they are literally in a whole ass sleigh on the the main it's not even like a small sleigh either it's like i don't know if i have put a doll on top of a horse you would see the doll right like oh yeah that small
0: i mean it was a fully designed sleigh yes like if there was a a i don't know maybe a a roach or a cricket or a grasshopper Mm -hmm. or something that could have pulled their sleigh it would have it was a total sleigh
2: it was a total sleigh it probably would have to be bigger than that because it it probably be like I don't know I would say like at least like a hamster to polar sleigh. Or like Oh a
0: hamster. Okay. Okay. I yeah. Like what's the what's the mouse equivalent of a horse? I don't I don't know. It has to be bigger than a mouse though. So That's true. I'm thinking of like I mean, at this point, though, it would make sense to have a grasshopper pull their sleigh because this is how dumb the show is. So... A
2: frog would be a good size. A frog? Okay. Yeah. I'll let a frog. <laughs> anyway.
0: <laughs> the fact that we just sat here and discussed it for for three minutes tells me that this is the worst movie ever. So anyway, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> George decides to cheat, which, okay, he decides to find a shortcut along the the. The lake or something, and then he decides he to. It's well time ahead. Around.
2: Yeah, very well like, ahead. Tom, he does not need to cheat. <laughs> Are you saying he just cheated to cheat? He, I mean, I think that it has to be in his character to cheat. That's that's just who Tom is. I mean, sorry, that's just <laughs> who George is. Like, he, there's no other way it could have been. <laughs>
0: uh, yeah, I, I agree.
2: So. Um, he switches the sign for the path
0: around and then he goes off onto the shortcut and finds out that the shortcut that he's taking is a bad road and it's very bumpy and awful and, uh, apparently deserved. Then Tom's sleigh pulls up to the, to the sign and the mice start talking about how they have to stay on the path and they pull out a mice map. I don't know how the mice have a map of city streets and and paths well they for obviously need,
2: they need to know where to go like <laughs> who made the mouse map a mouse cartographer <laughs>
0: Okay. and then out of nowhere grab knock or whatever his name is grabnell about Tom's horse I don't remember what you named him I don't either doesn't matter he's like oh George cheated I know he did and we're like, well, how do you know he che- Nobody knows he cheated yet. Like, how do you know? You don't know. Is he just making an assumption, do you think? I don't know. I feel like
2: it's something about his mustache. He's just like, you You look like <laughs> a cheat. He just has one of those mustaches, you know? He did have one of those very melodramatic mustaches. Mm-hmm. That ones would have. mm-hmm. I'm just saying that, like, you gotta be up to something nefarious. If you got like a Pringles man mustache. <laughs> That's what it is. It's a Pringles <laughs> man mustache.
0: Oh God. So then uh, we flip back over to George and uh, George crashes on the exact same rock from the beginning. Did you catch that it was the same rock from the beginning? The
2: same poop rock. Yes. I was surprised it wasn't <laughs> smeared from the last crash. The same poop rock. Um, and then he
0: crashes onto the frozen lake Cracks the ice but does not fall in. I want everyone to be aware he did not fall in the water, he's just sitting on cracked ice, and it doesn't make any sense.
1: <laughs> I and didn't
0: really notice that. I'm really irritated about it. Well, Tao, maybe you should go watch it again. I, I think feel like that should be your I will...
2: That's okay. Like, if I <laughs> like, I don't think there's anything that like, unless you're, like, really trying to punish me. <laughs> I mean, I... <sighs> okay, so... <laughs> Let's
0: wrap this, 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 this thing up. Uh, Tom wins the race. Who's surprised? Tom wins the race, and then Fanny comes over to Tom and tells him that she misjudged him, and she kisses him on the cheek and puts a wreath around him. And, you know, I just... I don't like her. I don't like Fanny. <sighs> I don't like anything Fanny's about. I mm, I don't I mind her. her. I feel I like I hate her if, face, I hate her hair, I hate her hat, I hate
1: her.
2: If they're only into her because however she looks, I mean she should get something out of that. She's definitely not interested in them. Not at all. I don't no. think she's interested in them. Nope. If she's <laughs> gonna be treated like a trophy, she might as well act like one, you know. Oh, <laughs>
3: Um,
0: so then
2: George and his horse show up
0: and they're embarrassed and now George is wet which doesn't make any sense because he didn't fall on the ice he just broke the ice Blood and then what does, what does the horse say again because the horse is so embarrassed
2: he says oh I'm so ashamed how am I going to talk to my family after this
4: <laughs> I'm so humiliated
1: what am I going to tell
0: my family and friends? I'll never live this down. Oh my god. Okay, and then um, <laughs> so dumb. Um, then uh, as the final prize of Tom's winning, he wins a brand new
2: sleigh. Um, and that's why Fanny's after him, just saying. <laughs> yeah, and that sleigh is oddly familiar, isn't it? Yes. It, I mean, like, do you think they legit just Saw that George's sleigh crash and was like, oh, this will make a great prize. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, speaking of George, then the announcer is like, um, and I don't know why George is all wet, because there's no water on the way on the race. You know, he must have gotten lost. Sir, nobody cares what you think. Nobody <clears throat> cares. Nope, doesn't matter. He lost the race. He
2: can't. He can't even tell people to start a race. Well, like he can't just say (laughs) "ready, set, go" and (laughs) shoot a gun. No, why? Why is he even some type of official? I
0: don't know. And again, he always looks like he's trying to cross the street because he looks. (laughs) Yes, he does. Mm -hmm. Then everybody goes into town hall to celebrate, and we get to hear jingle bells yet again. Um and. As the town is singing shingle bells, uh, Tom and Fanny ride off in his new one horse open sleigh. And um, nobody cares. And you and I are excited because it's over.
2: Yeah, I'm glad.
0: (laughs) Uh, Did you have a favorite scene? Because I did not.
2: Um, Nope. It it was all awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Did you notice
0: a... gay or hidden gay characters or elements.
2: Definitely George. Yeah. I'm gonna say, I mean I'm gonna say that Fanny could have been, I mean, she really just was not interested in any of them, but that's an interesting point. But you know what? She could have just not been into she yeah. could have been like one of those chicks she's like um like when a high schooler is like, I don't date um, boys in high school. They're so childish and goes to date like college kids. Oh, okay. Yes, who are even worse. Yes, that kid. that's that's <laughs> what vibe Fanny gives off. Uh, well, and
0: then I agree. And then uh, George's horse, I think, was clearly you know the best. He was, at, I, I, he was out of the stable for sure. Everybody knew about George's. <laughs>
2: Oh yeah, George's horse, I'm sorry No, Tom I mean, Tom's horse didn't really give off Any vibes, but no, George's he, horse. he was the best At George's horse, yes, definitely Trying to live his best life
3: Doing um, the best he can
0: So Tao If you had to give this rainbow candy canes um, One to five, with five being the best How many rainbow candy canes would you give it?
2: You could literally not pay me Candy canes to watch this unless like maybe if I was just feeling really bad about my life and you know when you watch like Hoarders to make yourself feel better <laughs> I can watch this again to make me, myself feel better
0: <laughs> so you give it a zero I
2: take it I mean if there's not a negative yeah I'll give it a zero
0: yeah I'm giving it a zero I'm not even gonna give it a crumb or a shard of a candy cane it's just a five zero you've been so- giving that
2: Little, little like candy canes dust. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Do you think this is a classic or not so classic Christmas special?
2: No, <laughs> I mean, like, maybe, like, if you instead of like Santa Claus, you could be like, if you're bad. You have to watch this. Like Santa leaves this in your stocking. Watch. I, thought, I thought you were going to say if you're bad, you have to ride in Tom's sleigh. <laughs> That's, no, I don't wish that upon anybody. That's like a death wish.
0: <laughs> um, yeah. I, in my notes, I also said not so classic. I said this would be uh, a, a special. You would find it like a dollar store, but on clearance. And even then I wouldn't pay 50 <laughs> cents for it.
2: Murder because- by death, Tom's sleigh.
0: Oh, God. It's just a really bad... This was just not good. Like, there's no other way to put it. It's just not a good show. It's not a good show. Tal, thanks so much for coming on and and, uh, making me watch um, what I can only describe as nightmare fuel. And
2: um, I really appreciated you coming on the show. It's very nice of you to do so. It's my pleasure. And I would come on the show any day.
0: Fantastic. Well, Tal, there's only one thing left to say, and that is... Merry
2: Christmas, Tow. Um, Merry Christmas to you, too. Jingle bells, jingle bells,
4: jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride in a one horse open sleigh. Oh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride
0: in a one horse open sleigh. Just when you think the show can't get any worse. It's time for Naughty Ned's white elephant gif suggestions. I'm sorry.
3: Hi, I'm Naughty Ned. Yep, I'm still here. <laughs> you know, sometimes our friends have bad days. My friend Fritz seems like he's always having a bad day. And I want to use something to make him smile. So I sent him a gift that just keeps on giving. I ordered him a special treat from bagofdicks.com. That's right! I sent him a tasty treat. It's a bag of candy dicks. For $13.59, you can anonymously send a prank with delicious candy ginnies. The box looks like you're getting something fancy. But inside are candy jamsons. You can even upgrade to a singing box that sings a song for like three hours. You can send this gift anonymously, or you can even include a fun little note. And I'll tell you what, Fritz laughed and laughed his jingle bells off, and so were your friends. All right, well, I gotta get back to cleaning the reindeer stalls. Oh, don't forget,
0: I love ending each episode hearing a Christmas memory or tradition. I invited my friend Tao back to tell us one of hers. If you'd like to share a Christmas memory, don't forget to email us at keepingtheooltaggay at gmail.com or simply going to anchor.fm slash Gay and leave us a quick 60 second voicemail. And we'll play it on the show.
2: My favorite tradition for the holiday season, not exactly on Christmas, but my husband and I always go to the holiday, the tradition show and Main Street, St. Charles, where they have all the carolers and people dressed up as classic um, Christmas holiday characters, and we'll always just sip hot cocoa in front of the fire, and that's just what makes me feel like that time of year represents like a little bit of people watching but just like joy everywhere
0: Well, that wraps up this month's episode. Thank you for listening to Keeping the Yuletide Gay. And again, everyone, happy Pride Month. And by the time this episode airs, it will be Leon Day. That's right. Halfway to Christmas, June 25th. So happy early Leon Day to everyone as well. And again, thank you so much for listening to the show. Please don't forget to subscribe to the show to be notified when new episodes are airing and check out our other podcast gabbing with Gason on most major podcast apps make sure you also check out our website gabbingwithgason.com to catch up on all things Gason including past episodes of this show and gabbing with Gason and more well we hope you come back for our next episode as we continue to put the mess in christmas bye thank you again for listening to keeping the yuletide gay the first noel oh christmas tree we wish you a merry christmas bring a torch isabella the 12 days of christmas and silent night the disco edition are provided by free 3com other music and sounds used in this episode are the properties of the individual copyright holders and they're used for the purposes of commentary and review no infringement is
1: intended